0: Welcome to Massive Late Fee, and now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my fiance Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? So much. It's been a good week. It is December 5th. Nineteen
1: ninety eight. It is. It's almost nineteen ninety nine.
0: Oh my god! Almost
1: nineteen ninety nine.
0: That's the uh, the operatic version of <laughs> that song. Okay, Prince is quite an operatic uh, presence, wouldn't you say?
1: Um, I don't know if I, I. I'm not really that familiar with his work, other than the one song.
0: Other than nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. You don't know, uh, she wore a
1: raspberry beret. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do know that song. It's kind you find on rerun's floor. Um, not very operatic, though. Poppy.
0: Yeah. Or, little red
1: corvette. Likes to sing about sa- uh, cars.
0: Yeah, well, um, well, raspberry beret is like a beret, like for your head. Uh. And little red corvette is a euphemism for a vagina.
1: Oh. I thought he was actually singing about a car. No. <laughs>
0: or there's, um, This
1: is what it sounds
0: like when doves cry.
1: Oh, I know that song from, uh, Romeo and Juliet.
0: Mmm, yeah. Romeo plus Juliet, you mean? Uh huh. Speaking <laughs> of things plus other things, Carol. Yes. It's our show plus news. And sex offenders plus the internet. Oh, no.
1: Didn't see that coming. But in a good
0: way, maybe. What? Or maybe a bad way. This says, sex offender listing okayed. Accurate or not, names go on internet. A federal judge cleared the way Friday for the Michigan State Police to post a list of 21,000 Michigan sex offenders on the internet next week, even though state police think that 20 to 40% of the addresses might be incorrect. Okay, that is a terrible subheadline. Accurate or not, names go on the internet. That makes it sound like, fuck, your name might be yeah.
1: on there. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, yes.
0: But address wise, sure. Okay, I understand that there, there might be a. Some people aren't compliant with their paroles or whatever.
1: Right. I mean, they're do- they're going with the information they have. I mean, it's yeah. all they can do. Exactly.
0: U.S. District Judge Patrick Dugan refused to grant the uh, American Civil Liberties Union request for a preliminary injunction to prevent the posting on the World Wide Web. He concluded the ACLU had failed to meet two of the four requirements to obtain a preliminary injunction that its clients would be harmed irreparably. Uh, irreparable harm is a 14th amendment argument uh, by putting the list on the internet and that the ACLU is likely to win its underlying lawsuit against the Michigan state police. Uh, So my question is, what do you think about, what do you think about uh, a sex offender registry that is not just for police now, but it is open to anybody that can go on the internet and look and see a list and see where people may or may not live uh that are sex offenders
1: well i mean i can see the benefit for like parents who want to make sure their kids stay away from like the pedophile house um, Sure, but i don't know like how much details on it is a good question because like you know you can end up on that list if you like you know peed Outside ones or something. Yeah,
0: well, I know. I think you're referencing a friend of mine. I know a (laughs) friend of mine that uh, was spending the night. He was 18, and he was spending the night at a friend's house and went outside to urinate uh, off the back porch because I think someone was in the bathroom, I think. And there were two, I think, 16-year-old girls on the next porch over. And I guess they told their parents or whatever. It became like a big thing, and he ended up... He didn't actually serve like jail time. I would hope not. But he had to go on the sex offenders registry.
1: You know, one time when I was at a party, a dude peed out the window that I was smoking next to. Oh my god. Yeah, it was pretty pretty upsetting. Wow.
0: (laughs) A golden shower.
1: Yeah. Uh anyway, so
0: yeah, I agree. I think that uh I think that matters how much detail is on it. Mm -hmm. Um People argue that isn't this a lifetime sentence? That for putting someone on, like, that stigma Mm -hmm. of being on a sex offender registry, uh, doesn't that, like, violate some of the constitutionality? Because doesn't it seem like a lifetime sentence?
1: Um, I mean, some things have lifetime consequences. Mm -hmm. You know, if you get convict convicted of a felony, you can never vote right uh yeah, that's true, yes, it's, I mean, so it's kind of the same thing, like yeah, some people argue against
0: that too <laughs> there, there's another thing too you you uh if you're a felon, you can't obtain a uh firearms license either
1: well, and that makes thing. sense
0: and and here's the thing is i I agree with you, I tend to agree with you that I'm okay with it i don't I don't really buy the argument of the lifetime sentence thing. Also, I do believe that, so, I do think that they should maybe tighten the parameters a little bit of who's on the sex offender registry.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I would be okay with that, but, um, or at least, like you said, give uh, context and clarification mm-hmm. to what exactly they're on the registry for. Um, but I do think that, uh, child, like, actual child molesters, like, you know... Predators that prey on children, like, you know, not not like he was 19, she was 16, and, mm-hmm. and they had a consensual relationship. And, like, not like that, but, like, actual, like, predators, I think, should go to jail for life anyway.
1: You know what, though? Most of those, and, and that's the thing, though. Most of those predators are in prison. Yeah. Like, that's not a short sentence. It's not a life sentence. Yeah. But, I mean, a lot of them die in there.
0: Yeah. And, and I, mean, I think that's probably... For the best. Yeah, agreed. In certain ways, I feel bad for child molesters because I... What the I, fuck? Well, I saw a thing one time, uh, a, like, a, it was like a documentary type thing, and they were talking to this uh, this ch- convicted child molester, and he was up for parole, and he was like, I, I'm just uh, terrified. I don't want them to parole me. I don't want to get out of prison because I know if I do, I'll do this again, and I like... I can't help myself, and he, like he was so earnest, and maybe they probably don't all feel like that. Right. But he was so earnest in his like, in the way he was speaking, and I truly believed what he was saying because I mean he was arguing against getting out of prison, right? Um, but like, uh, it made me it made me think about like how awful would it be if you had this horrible compulsion to do something that you knew was morally wrong and didn't want to do. But, like, there's just something fucked up with their brains. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so that's why I think that they should just go to, like, you can't, that's not something you you can rehabilitate. I, th- I really think that someone that's, like, a molester or whatever has a mental illness, and I don't think they should, I don't think you can rehabilitate that. I don't think they should, I don't think it's safe to have them out in public. I think once they're identified, they need to be removed from society.
1: Uh, just to, you know, clarify, wow, this is uh, getting to be a deep and political. And I'm not
0: trying to be political. I, is that really a political stance?
1: Um, yeah. Oh, OK. I feel like it is. In
0: what way, though? Like, which way is that political? Which party is that
1: well, like you're you're talking about, you don't feel like they can be rehabilitated, and they should just stay in prison forever. And that's a political issue. And I guess like yes, it is a mental illness. But I also just want to have a ca- caveat here that we're not saying that all mental illnesses can't be rehabilitated because people can have treatment and no, I'm not saying that you know be like you know cleared and or very functional with a mental illness. Yeah, I it's agree. Just not particularly that one
0: no i think i think there are i think there's maybe a handful of mental illnesses that like you you know like there might be treatments for but mm-hmm. like and, yeah. and there's no there's no, as far as i know there's no like medications to take for child
1: molestation no i don't think so i don't think there are
0: do you have the urge to uh you know have sex with prepubescent uh kids take uh touch be gone or, or whatever what
1: the fuck like, it's Hypnosil for your penis. Uh, Hypnosil. What's that from? Um, Friday the 13th. No, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes! Yeah, that's
0: right. Where they can't uh, dream. Very good. Very good joke.
1: Or anti-Viagra? I don't know. Like chemical castration. Is that a thing? Maybe they could do that. Yes,
0: chemical castration's a
1: thing. Although I don't know that that would help because they could still do it with other ways even if their penis didn't work. Well,
0: maybe. Chemical castration might, like cure the the desire maybe though yeah um, maybe but I would assume that ACL the ACLU and other uh, human rights groups would have a problem with that true yeah that's, like that's that's probably extreme. considered cruel and unusual punishment I'm not against it though what you're talking about but yeah we, that would probably be a lot of hurdles to get through be
1: cheaper than uh, keeping them in prison for sure
0: uh, speaking of cheaper to, than keeping someone in prison um it's cheaper to watch <laughs> the new TV show Felicity. Okay. Have you heard of Felicity?
1: Um. Yeah.
0: Uh, college <laughs> viewers flock to Felicity. Felicity star Carrie Russell has no answer for her success on the WB Network's Quiet College Crowd hit. Everyone wants to know, how do you feel about all the hype? The Truth is, I don't know. Russell
1: says. <laughs> very. That's very deep and yeah. insightful. Russell
0: says in the December uh, 11th Entertainment Weekly. Uh, obviously, we're getting a preview here. The drama about a self doubting idealist who leaves home to attend college in New York City is incredibly popular with college age TV viewers, especially women. That's fine with Russell 22. The teenage girls that come to me are smart and cool. Exactly the kind of girls I want to be watching. Check out the whole article uh, on December 11th.
1: Um, I love her hair. Yeah. It's like
0: curly and stuff, right?
1: Very wild hair. Kind of like uh, Darlene on Roseanne.
0: So this show was uh, created by a guy that wrote a... Uh, a movie called Regarding Henry. Okay. With Harrison Ford, where he uh, has amnesia and he doesn't remember cheating on his wife and being an asshole. Or oh, wow.
1: Um, that's some shit. Yeah,
0: it's a, that's a little spoilers for Regarding Henry, but it's like a six year old movie. Um, but his name is J.J. J. Abrams. Okay. So he created this show and now he's got a, a hit on his hand. So. Well,
1: good, good for him.
0: Good for. Uh, Joan Jonathan Abrams, or whatever his (laughs) name is. Uh, Anyway, do you want to meet Millennium's Messiah, Carol?
1: No, that sounds kind of scary.
0: Well, he's been hired to protect global chaos. Okay. Uh, His name is John Koshinan. He's the chairman of the President's Council on the year 2000 conversion. He's got an office clock counting down to 2,000. Quote, my guess is that the basic infrastructure in this country holds up. (laughs) That's, I guess that's good to hear. (laughs) But I love that. My guess is we'll be fine, basically,
1: (laughs) kind of. Nobody knows. That's the problem. Nobody knows.
0: Oh, it's going to be fine.
1: I mean, like, come on. It can't be any worse than, like, a blackout or something, right? Like.
0: I wouldn't think so, no. Uh, how about this, Carol? This is the last bit of news I have. This is a fun bit of news. Okay, okay? this is uh, the December InStyle magazine asks these different celebrities if you were sitting on Santa's lap, what would oh, you ask for?
1: That's a dirty question.
0: <laughs> I, wow, <laughs> that's insane. That's well, a, they're asking that's adults, insane, right? Yes, but that's okay. an insane take, Carol. <laughs> It's like a fun question to ask these people. It's basically asking, what do you want for Christmas? And like, you're really, well, Christina Ricci is the first one sitting on Santa's lap. So, well, I don't know. Maybe you're right.
1: I don't know. Maybe my brain's just broken.
0: Christina Ricci of Sleepy Hollow. I'd like Santa to get me a breast reduction.
1: Okay. See, see, ha, breasts. Dirty question. Told you.
0: <laughs> wow. Do you think Christina Ricci needs a breast reduction? Hell no. Yeah, like I don't understand what that's about.
1: Keep, keep those right where they are. <laughs> but no, I mean they're not that big. No, they're they're just you know nice sized.
0: Uh, Andy Dick of News Radio. I guess that's that's dirty too, right?
1: Yeah. See. Ha. Huh. His
0: name is dick. I'm we in. went from breast to dick. <laughs> Carolyn's. The next person's Annabella Gish. That just sounds dirty too. Gish. Andy Dick of News Radio. Well, I ask Santa for a new girlfriend because my current one is moving away. Yeah, you know Andy Dick from News Radio. Mm-hmm. So Andy Dick's uh, perfect girl, if you're if you're looking for him, uh, is uh, blonde, statuesque, and with a nice, healthy set of testicles.
1: Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that.
0: I don't know what he is, but he's not straight. Maybe, no. he's, maybe he's bisexual, but uh, I don't know if I can do an impersonation. Well, I'd ask Santa for a new girlfriend <laughs> because my girl wants moving away. Uh, Anna Beth Gish of Double Jeopardy. I'd ask for a new car. The new Yukon Denali. I just love those big cars. It sounds like she's sponsored by Yukon Denali. Right? Who paid you? John Waters, oh, famous director. If I was on Santa's lap right now, I think I'd start crying.
1: Ah, That is the appropriate response. (laughs) Like I used to do (laughs) when I was a
0: kid, I'd always start crying. (laughs) Ed Furlong of American History X, gosh, I really have everything I want.
1: Wow. Of Of course you do. You just had a hit movie.
0: Well, Santa, I would like a new DVD player.
1: Seriously. Edward Furlong needs a new DVD player. That's such a, like, standard, bland answer. Yeah.
0: You fucking bland ass. (laughs) Edward Furlong. Teaching uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger to, uh, you know, express himself. Mm? He was in Terminator 2. Oh, yeah. He was the one like, say (laughs) hasta la vista. Okay, hasta la vista. Kyle Chandler of early edition. Now that I'm a parent, life is all about my child. So I would have to say a healthy life for my daughter,
1: Sydney. Yeah, because Santa can bring you that. Freak. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh I'm God. sorry, but these should be things you can pull out of the sack. And f- <laughs> <laughs> That also
0: sounds dirty. And finally, Portia de Rossi of Ally McBeal I would ask him for my family to be happy and healthy and just a really good season on, this, on the show.
1: Okay, so she sounds like she's fucking, like, auditioning for Miss America or whatever. <laughs> like, can't you just picture her with, like, dimples up on stage? Like, I would just ask for my family to be happy and
0: healthy. Do you know what Portia de Rossi looks like? No. Oh, my gosh. Does I, she have
1: dimples? I Am I right?
0: I don't know if I can find... Let me see... Let me see if I can pull up a picture on the internet of the cast of Allie McBeal. It's uh, very difficult to find sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh Allie McBeal. Oh, interesting.
1: <laughs> What's interesting about Allie McBeal, dear?
0: Okay, that's what she looks
1: like. Ew.
0: Found her. What the
1: fuck? <laughs> she looks... What's sc- wrong with you? <laughs> she looks scary. Let me see. She has, like, a severe face.
0: She does have a bit of a severe face.
1: Like, I, I wouldn't want to come up against her in a dark alley. All right. Oh. Uh,
0: she does kind of have dimples, though. Hmm.
1: But her nose is weird. Oh, she's kind of pretty. Yeah, she's... Yeah, okay. What? <laughs> I don't know.
0: Um, Sam Raimi, film director from Detroit and co-producer of Xena uh, Warrior Princess...
1: I love Zina.
0: In the I know you do. In the November twenty third New Yorker on his early film influences, specifically his father's home movies, I remember seeing footage on my seventh birthday party. It was a Halloween party, and he showed all the kids playing party games outside. And then he showed them leaving the party. And then on the same reel, he showed them arriving at the party. I was so taken with the fact that he had shuffled the order of reality. I thought, this is unbelievable. Something about it made me giddy. It seemed like we were tampering with God's world, altering something that was far beyond our, our ken. Wow. That was what I was attracted to. Interesting. Yeah, what do you think about that?
1: It's, um kind of a weird take on uh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp,
0: uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he, well, he didn't make, make Pulp Fiction.
1: Though. No, but I'm just saying that's basically the same style there. He He
0: directed The Evil Dead. Okay. And one of my favorite movies, Army of Darkness. Yeah. Also Dark Man. It's a good one. With Liam Neeson.
1: I don't know that one.
0: You don't you've never seen Dark Man? No.
1: Oh never heard of it. We should watch
0: Darkman. Okay. But I'll tell you something we did watch, Carol. Mm -mm. I have one piece of news first. (laughs) Mm -mm. Mm
1: -mm. We're not going there yet. She scolded me, everyone. So we got a letter.
0: We did, we got a letter.
1: From Rose. Rose says, love your show. Hey, what's up, Mark and Carol? I
0: almost said Rose's name.
1: Hey, what's up, Rose? Uh, my name is Rose, and I wanted to write to you to tell you how much I love your show. I've been listening to you since 1995, and I've gone back wow. and listened to all your old shows. That's crazy. It's a, so nice. A, a,
0: a year in. She was she was a year late, but, but we she still love She made up you. for it. <laughs> Not one of the day ones, Rose, but you're still,
1: yeah. you're still good. Now We still appreciate you. Uh, Your tapes have gotten me through so many late night study sessions, and I wanted to thank you. You two are hilarious, and your thoughts on movies always make me think. Whenever I'm blue, I know I can listen to your show and start smiling right away. It's like a natural antidepressant. I love that. Aww. Anyway, I'd better get back to Christmas shopping at the mall. I just wanted to let you know how awesome you are. You're a fan, Rose. P.S. Mark, when are you going to make it official and finally marry Carol? We're all waiting. Good question, Rose. <laughs> when are we going to set the date mark? We have it, we have, we're, we're, we're in the planning stages. No, I'm in the planning stages. <laughs> I have the stacks of the bridal guides. Yeah. I have the folder full of wedding dresses and cakes and gonna, all the ideas, well, but we don't have a date.
0: I'm waiting for you to... Uh, Tell you? I'm, no, I'm... <laughs> well,
1: yeah, I guess, <laughs> I'm waiting
0: for you to settle on a dress. I've got the tux all picked okay. up.
1: You, you you give me a date. I'll take care of the rest of it.
0: All right. Uh, it's going to be
1: next year. Next year? Yeah. Sometime within the next 13 months.
0: It's going to be very soon. Tick tock, tick tock. It's going to be very soon, everyone. Well,
1: it can't be too soon. It's going to be pretty soon. All right. Well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Uh-oh. What have I got? In my- what did you get me into, Rose? <laughs> I need a little time. No, you'll be fine. All right. <sighs> Speaking of time and stress and yeah, all the stuff. We did watch a movie.
0: We did watch a movie, Carol.
1: Home fries. Which I was so confused <laughs> about what this movie was.
0: Well, yeah, it is so the previews make the pre- this is this is one of the most this is one of the most misleading movies I think I've ever seen. And I have to say, I think it was marketed horribly. Uh huh. Because I thought this was going to be a standard romantic comedy. Yes. I was not really excited to see it, to be honest with
1: you. Well, I was because it's Drew Barrymore. I was
0: like, oh, okay, Drew Barrymore, she's been in a bunch of these movies. And uh, relative newcomer uh, Lucas Wilson.
1: Luke Wilson.
0: Uh, who's going to be in the movie, too. And it's like they this is the he's like he's generically handsome guy yeah and it's like they this is the next like oh he's generically handsome and like has like a like a lovable charm or whatever to him mm-hmm. so he's going to be the next uh, romantic comedy guy and then we'll put him with one of the the standard romantic comedy girls and we'll make a standard romantic comedy <laughs> but that's not what this movie that is, is. not what this was so. This movie was directed by uh, Dean Parasut. Okay. This is actually his first uh, feature. He's he's most uh more known for television work, he's well, good job. Directed Dean. some uh, some television shows.
1: Well, I have some. I have some things to say. About I, I got the. I got the feel you're going to have a lot of things to say.
0: Um, the writer of this movie is a man named Vince Gilligan. Okay, uh, not on an island, <laughs> but he was uh, from the X Files. Hmm. So I think that maybe explains a little bit of this. Uh, you know, some of the weirdness that happens. Is. Sure. But he was, he's a writer on the X files. Uh, apparently he wrote this as part of his, uh, his like final or whatever for New York university.
1: Oh, okay. Nice. So, f- film school. That makes sense. Like it was, felt like uh, the kind of chaos that a college student would come up with. It
0: does. And it does. It feels kind of like a, a good one in mm-hmm. an ambitious script. But it feels like a film student script.
1: Like, I'm just going to put it out there right now. I really like this movie. I'm not sure how you feel, but.
0: So I liked a lot of things about this movie. I have complaints. All right. It's not a perfect movie, but I I have some complaints. But one of the things I'll say right off the bat, this is like a compliment sandwich kind of thing. Okay. It's it's good and bad. Sure. Sure. The character, like, there is no character arc to anyone in the movie, really, except for Jake Busey. Like, Jake Busey's the only character that really kind of has an arc. Drew is Barry- that Angus? Yeah. Okay. Drew Barrymore is, like, a sweet pregnant lady at the beginning of the movie. Uh, and at the end of the movie, she is a sweet just give just given birth lady the only thing that really changes about her situation is she was with one guy that was wrong with for her and she's with another guy at the end of the movie that's presumably right for her hopefully um but nothing really changes she doesn't go through any kind of change no the protagonist of the movie really is Luke Wilson yeah but Luke Wilson also doesn't go through a change he's hesitant about the whole thing at first. And then at the end, he's like still basically the same person. His mother, played brilliantly by Catherine O'Hara, doesn't go through any changes either. No one in the movie changes except for maybe Angus, who decides, maybe I won't kill my brother because he says he loves me.
1: (laughs) So maybe we should give them a little bit of the plot.
0: Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So first of all, if you haven't seen this movie... I would recommend it. I, there are a lot of things I like about the movie. Like I said, I have some complaints, but there are a lot of things I like about this movie. I would go see it. So It's the, not doing well.
1: Theaters. Yeah, well, then people should get out there and see it, for sure. Um, so, it starts out weird. Uh, it, the whole movie's weird. It, yeah, it really doesn't stop with the weird. But this guy is being chased mm-hmm. by a helicopter. Well, first... So, the
0: first thing that happens is he goes to, is he oh, goes yeah, to the, yeah, the right. Burger Matic and he sees Drew Barrymore. And he's like, Hey, sweetie, I'm a fucking old guy and you're young. Um, but we're having an affair. And uh, I told my wife that we're having an affair and everything. And so, you know, I'm going to leave her. And she's like, Did you tell her I was pregnant? And she, like, comically shows her belly. Very fake pregnant.
1: Belly. Yeah. Yeah. That That's one thing I didn't like about the movie. The, the look of her the whole time was not great.
0: Yeah, for sure. But, uh, so then he's driving back home, and that's when he gets accosted by a helicopter. Yeah. And that was when, like, the helicopter's chasing him down and everything. And it's, like, it's clearly a military helicopter. It's clearly chasing him. Mm hmm. And I'm like, that's when I was like, what the fuck are we watching? What is going
1: yeah, on? it was very confusing.
0: <laughs> and uh, they, um, like, he, he has heart medication that he drops, and he's, like, running through the... The woods. The woods. He There's this weird place where there's all these... Uh, Benches. Yeah, is it,
1: like, a chapel or something? Yeah, like I think that? it might be an outdoor wedding ceremony spot.
0: But he sits down there, and then uh, the... The helicopter gunner is like, I'm gonna fucking shoot him,
1: and the, and the, the other one's like, no, don't don't do that, don't shoot him, and he does anyway. But he Nothing doesn't shoot him. him; he shoots at the ground. Yeah, but the
0: guy has a heart attack and dies.
1: Yeah, can can you blame him? I mean, that's insane. Well,
0: it's not like a fault of his
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not say- gonna
0: blame. How dare your fucking heart?
1: <laughs> I'm just saying that's really scary. That would be terrifying. Mm. I feel bad for him.
0: Well, yeah, he died. He's I mean, the victim in the, in the whole thing.
1: Well, I mean, I, was like, an asshole we're too. supposed to hate him and not really care, though, I think. I guess, yeah. But I still feel bad for him.
0: But it turns out that the two people in the helicopter uh, were his kids. His stepkids. His stepkids. And uh, his mom, basically, like, or the, the mom of the two guys. Yeah, his wife. Um, Was basically like, yeah, you should fucking kill him after she found out about their affair.
1: Yeah, but she didn't know uh, for sure who it was that he was having an affair with, or and she didn't know that she yeah. was pregnant, because he did not tell her. That's made clear by the fact that he digs his wedding ring out of like the ashtray or wherever he stashed yeah. it yeah, um, and puts it back on. So he's lying to this woman that he mm-hmm. knocked up to just yeah. to get more sex. Yeah. Like... And she's Giantly pregnant Like that's just wrong
0: I know the whole thing's Fucking weird She even says She's like You just wanna Like uh Like poke the top Of my baby's
1: head (laughs) Yeah So
0: fucking weird Um But uh So To kind of get back To my point about The characters And Them not having Any arc Mm -hmm. Like I said None of them Really do have an arc But It's Acceptable I think in this movie because they're such, like they're very interesting characters. They are, yeah. And every actor, the the main people, mm-hmm. is having so much fun <laughs> playing these characters. It kind of works. Like they're, like I said, they're they're having so much fun with these characters, and it's like I'm having fun watching them mm-hmm. then, because of that. What I would have liked, honestly. I I feel like this would have done better as maybe like a mini series. I wanted this to be longer. Really? It's a short movie yeah. as it is. I feel like if this had been dragged out as a series, like even maybe multiple seasons, we could get more into the uh the characters, their motivations, you know, a longer burn uh as to cuz the because the plot is is labyrinthing enough okay. <laughs> that I think it could support that. Well, maybe Mr. Gilligan is not up to uh, you know uh, creating and writing it like an entire series, though. Like that, I mean, he's a staff writer on. Well, I mean, he's a, one of the writers on the X Files and everything, but maybe he's maybe he doesn't have it in him to like you know,
1: sure, a series like that, but maybe not. Um, but you know he is still in college or just got out of college. So no, know. no, the, the, he wrote
0: this a while ago. I guess.
1: Oh, okay, whatever.
0: But he, yeah, I mean he's he's young. He's a young writer. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, the characters were very interesting. Shelley Duvall too played her mother.
0: I, Shelley um, Duvall, who I think is a very underrated actress, mm-hmm. and she's it, it's not like she's used a ton in this movie, but she's I have always found Shelley Duvall to be just an excellent actress, and it's a shame that. Uh, Stanley Kubrick fucking broke her in The Shining. And what do you like, mean he broke her? Oh, you don't know about that? Like, no. Um, oh my god, like 127 takes of uh, Jack Nicholson slapping her. That one. Are scene, you serious? Yeah, that one scene where he slaps her across the face. and did it like 127 times. Oh my god, um, that's abuse. They, uh, um, like Kubrick was intentionally like mean to her on set, and like like harassed her and tortured her and stuff so that she would get in a frenzied state so that her performance uh, towards the end of the movie was more effective because she was frenzied. She's talked about before, like how, like what an awful experience
1: working on that movie was. So he had no trust in her ability to act, it sounds like.
0: Some... Some people are, like, some directors and some actors are like that. Like, there are actors like Daniel Day-Lewis that are like, I've got to fucking, I have to be this person. I'm going to be in the, like, I'm I'm not never going to leave character and, like, stuff like, and I, I mean, Daniel Day-Lewis is a great actor, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to, uh, like, poo-poo his method or whatever. Different things work for different people. But, I mean, honestly, I don't think it's that, it's not rocket science. It's acting. Like I don't think you have to live as a fucking character. I think you should be able to get in and out of a character. To
1: yeah, I, I agree that should be part of it. But um, I also feel like you know that's his choice. Like she was being forced into it. Oh you yeah, know, living like yeah. that, and that's not cool.
0: No, I agree. The, what happened to her was awful, and it like it 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 harmed her acting career mm-hmm. because like she you know because she didn't want to do yeah she didn't want to do shit after that so. Aww. Yeah, but I think she's a fantastic actress.
1: And and the, the guy that played the dad, like Drew Barrymore's dad, was insane. Like, that was yeah. just absolute chaos on, every but, time he was on screen.
0: But great, a great job yeah. acting. Yeah, oh yeah. And he played, he played it well both ways. Like, when he's drunk and like being a maniac, and then when he's sober and, and more gentle. Mm-hmm. Like, he played both those really well. Yeah. But yeah, so... The the main thrust of this movie is they kill the guy they get the the their stepdad they get all the evidence and everything and the cops like this is like a dark comedy mm-hmm. um and the cops like investigate or whatever and they're like Hey, an attack you know like they don't think anything no one's investigating it but Jake Busey's like he's just kind of fucking nuts he's like because uh. There was interference on their headphones with the Bur- Burgermatic headphones, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, you got to get a job there, Luke Wilson, <laughs> and um, you know, find out if they know anything because we might have to kill them." It's like Crazy. no one's investigating. This is a murder. It's like all of this is overkill. Yeah, they could have just left this alone and they would have been fine.
1: Oh yeah, one hundred percent.
0: Another like quick, I guess, criticism sort of. Jake Busey's fine. In this movie, he's okay. Like this, we saw him in Enemy of the State too. I guess uh, Gary Busey is just really pulling every string in the book to get him every role they can find <laughs> for him. But you know, Jake Busey's fine in this movie. But Luke Wilson has a real life brother who's also blonde, by the way. <laughs> Owen Wilson is his name. Uh-huh. They were in a movie called Bottle Rocket together, directed by Wes Anderson, who uh, who directed. Um, uh rushmore which luke wilson was also in okay which we saw earlier this year um but he has a real life brother that's also an actor why didn't they
1: get him well maybe he didn't audition maybe he didn't want to do it
0: i mean i guess but like it makes so much sense because because luke wilson and um uh jake Busey are fine together but I didn't find like I didn't love their chemistry together.
1: Well, and they don't look like brothers at all. No, and I
0: feel like I feel like him and his actual brother would have had better chemistry and yeah. it, it, it might have worked better. Maybe. And when he said it, I love you, it might have like that stuff, the emotional core of the movie, I felt was kind of hollow. Yeah. And I feel like that might have strengthened it if their chemistry on screen was better.
1: Yeah, I didn't even really feel like he meant it. I felt like he was just saying it to... Yeah.
0: You know, oh, yeah, 100%. Get him away. But you know what this movie is? This movie is a Coen Brothers movie. That's okay. what it's trying to be. Yeah, for sure. It's it's like a Fargo or... Um, I was I thought a lot... When we were watching this, mm. I, I was reminded a lot of the movie Racing Arizona. Okay. Which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, and that's a Coen Brothers movie. But one thing that and this is the this is the direction stuff um there's the camera the camera has some movement it mm-hmm. has some life but i really f- i really felt like with as crazy as this plot was and everything and as crazy as this movie was and it's trying to be a dark comedy i really felt like the the camera needed more life the camera needed to move more like maybe not. We've talked about Sam Raimi earlier, maybe not to the Sam Raimi levels of like, you know, flying through the air, you know, like really quick movements. And mm-hmm. Like when he's like being flung or whatever. in uh, uh, evil dead Two, um, Bruce Campbell, you know, and he's, ah, you know, and he's like, <laughs> he's spinning around and all that shit. Maybe not like that quite crazy. And those wide angle lens, uh, those huge close ups, where his, his face just looks distorted and parallax and, and like crazy, you know, and stuff. Maybe not to that extreme. Okay. But I wanted the camera to move more. I wanted it to be more energy because I think that would have matched the. I really feel like. And I'm not saying this direction was fine. Like, this movie was competently directed, it wasn't bad. But there was nothing, like, I can't really say, besides what I'm talking about with the camera movement, I can't point to any one thing and say, like, oh, they did this really well, they did that really well, like the lighting was really good, or the, you know, what are the, these angles were, were fun, or the, mm-hmm. there's, a, like, a, a clever match cut here. and it's Like, none of that stuff really happened. It's very pedestrian uh, directing. It's very by-the-numbers directing. And it's competent, but I feel like with a more dynamic filmmaker like a Sam Raimi or like the Coen brothers could have elevated this. Sure. Because, that. because like I said, I, I just, I felt like there should have been more, more dynamic movement with the camera that would have sold some of this a little bit better and, and captured more of like the, the craziness that's going on. Yeah. I think it would have given the, the movie a more like overall feel and aesthetic. There's no real strong aesthetic in this movie. Yeah, like I said, it's just it's very by the numbers.
1: Agreed. I think that um, Drew Barrymore and Luke Wilson had really good chemistry, though. I
0: agree, and I, I think their their relationship makes sense. And even it's very fast. Yeah, like like I've, she's known him for like a day, and she's like, "Hey, why don't you come to me to my come with me to my math class?" Yeah, that's
1: crazy. And, and then it's like, they're like staring into each other's eyes and breathing. And it's like, you th- think they're going to go fuck afterwards. Because, right. I mean, if she wasn't pregnant, I bet they would have.
0: Maybe. <laughs> Although, if she wasn't pregnant and they were in a Miles class, that would have been
1: really <laughs> weird. That's a good point. Um, oh,
0: But, yeah, no, I, I, but like I said, because their chemistry was so good, you kind of buy it. Yeah. I mean, I was like, this is
1: weird. It's very weird. But everything in the movie is weird. Every fucking thing. And that's
0: what I'm saying I think I, that's why I think that if this was made if this was directed with that sensibility mm-hmm. I think it would have made it better. And I, to me to me that's the the not, nothing in this movie should be boring or pedestrian or normal. Like, you know, there shouldn't be normal lighting. There shouldn't be normal direction. There shouldn't be, you know, like, even some of the performances shouldn't be normal. And Catherine O'Hara fully realized that. <laughs> Reading the script, she was like, oh, I, I'm not going to play this. Just, like, standard, you know, right. I'm a crazy, like, you know, she fully ate up this role. Oh, yeah. She, she was
1: fantastic. She did a great job.
0: Um, But, yeah, like... Nothing should have been played super straight, except for maybe Luke Wilson. Mm-hmm. Luke Wilson is that since he's our our point of view character. I think he played it right, where he's kind of like I don't want to say boring, but like he's he's a down the line like very um, just very normal person. Yeah, and you need that like one normal person in this sea of 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 craziness, like our anchor to reality. Right, and he was good at that, but everyone else should have been like. Played up a little bit more, I think, and everything should have been played up a little bit more. There's one brilliant. There's one brilliant gag hmm. in the movie, and I think the movie could have used more of this. They, the cops find the dead body, and the one cop's for whatever reason is like, "Oh, come on, get. Let, let me get a picture." And he sits down next to the corpse and has his deputy take a picture of him. And he's all like, oh, I know I'm going to hell for this, but I couldn't resist or whatever. And then he's like, okay, you know, we got to go call it in, you know, whatever. And then they go to leave. And the camera's, like, kind of back. It's more of a a long shot. um, And the camera's locked down. But um, they weave in and out of (laughs) every single... Like, they could simply walk, like, in a straight line, but they, like they weave in and out of every pew and they take so much longer to get out. And it's really subtly funny bits. Mm -hmm. And I think the movie could have used more of that kind of like just subtly dark humor Mm -hmm. in the, in, in the background. Um, but I really, that really struck me and I really loved that, that bit. But for the, like I said, for the most part, I really liked this movie. It was surprised me a lot. Um, and there were a lot of things I liked about it. I just, you know, I have some some nitpicks, and i yeah. th- I think I think they could have they could have changed some things. And if they did, I think this would have elevated this movie to like maybe one of the best movies of the year.
1: Yeah. Well, you've always been a, a little bit of a critic. When it, I mean, like more of a critic than I am. I think when it comes to the movies. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I mean, I, I care more about the technical side of things. Yes, I think you focus more on
1: the story and the acting. Yeah, story and
0: acting, and the 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 vibe of the thing, like the overall feel of it. Because mm-hmm. that's like Romeo plus Juliet. That's that's a lot of what that movie is.
1: I love that it's movie. Just,
0: is just the feel of the movie.
1: Yeah, and it feels good.
0: But yeah, um, but I, I mean, I, I'd recommend it. It's. Uh, I think it's a really good movie. Yeah,
1: definitely. Go see it.
0: Uh, But that is the episode for the week, Carol.
1: So you can write us at LateP1994 at AOL.com. Yep. Check out our website at www.retrolatep.com. Do that, too. And share the tapes with your friends. We'll
0: see you next time. Bye.
1: Bye.